Hi everyone, and welcome to the Flip Side Podcast. We're so excited to have you here with us. We both work as youth ministers, and we're just realizing that there's a need to discuss the challenging and important topics of our faith. We also want to give you more than one perspective, and that is why we are called Flipside. Whether you're Catholic or not, we invite you to join us along for the ride. And so without further ado, welcome, welcome to, to Flipside. Flip Awesome, guys. Welcome to episode two of the Flipside podcast. I'm here again with Katie freaking Walker. And I'm here with Jeremy freaking Bowden shots. Katie, what, what's, how's this week been for you? Like, what's like a high and a low that you've had from this week? Oh, good question. Um, The low of this week has for sure been having to send some of my graduated um high school students off to college um and it's been like so uh so much harder than i thought it would be um not just because like you're sad right uh because like obviously you'll miss them because you love them but um just like knowing that they're going off into the world and like you're not their youth minister anymore like that's that's like a transition but at the same time like it's really beautiful and i guess maybe that's also the high of the week um, is knowing that like they're well prepared and being like really proud of them and and ready for them to go off into the world. Um, nope, actually the high of my week was my um, shrimp bowl that I ate for lunch today. That was really <laughs> <laughs> that was a really that was a, that was a good part of this week. Food, food is good. Tell us about your highs and lows of the week. I think a low from this week is it's been very meeting heavy and very like administration heavy. A high from this week would have to be youth group on Wednesday. Mm. It was actually really good. Um, we have the, we have some new kids that are coming around, and the way they're integrating into the youth group has just been really fun to see. Um, I don't know. I just really like the dynamic of like people and seeing how they interact and like new people specifically. It's just fun to see how their interactions are. That's awesome. Did you play some fun games at youth group? Uh, yeah, we played grounders. Oh, I've never played that one. Um. I feel like there's many different names for it. Cause as I was explaining it, I swear, I feel like every kid was like, Oh, this game. Oh, this game. And I was like, sure. is that like this game? <laughs> then sure. If it is these rules, then yes. Then yes, it is that game, but we're going to call it grounders. It's basically <laughs> like, I think another person said it was like hot lava monster oh. on the playground. Oh, Sandman. Sandman. That was another one that people yep. said. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, it's like that game. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That game was really fun. That's super fun. Something that's really been occupying my week and my mind. Um, I'm curious to hear your answer to this question. But for me right now, I've been in a real strong deep dive to all things Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> and have just been playing her music on repeat. And yeah. yeah, so much. So much. So much. I've just, there's so much new music when it comes to summertime and the end of summer. Mm. So I've been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift. Currently so listening fun. to a lot of 1989 because Ooh. her new 1989 Taylor's version is coming out soon. Lovely. What's been occupying your time, your mind? It could be music, could be shows, books. Oh, musically, I've, <laughs> this whole summer, I feel like I've been having a country awakening. And I literally have been listening to country music so much. Oh. this summer i don't know why <laughs> i literally i think because i went to a rodeo in july oh, okay that um, makes sense. but um no so i've been listening to a lot of that i've been listening to american kids by kenny chesney Ooh. like 
over and over and like it's honestly annoying so this week we want to talk about um really what is the basis of our faith and and reality um because if we don't understand this one basic truth um then everything that we do here on this podcast is kind of stupid so we're gonna start with this which um is basically that jesus loves you um and we're gonna obviously dive into much more than that but uh the idea that we are called by christ and we are we are broken right but we are loved in our brokenness and he heals us i think for me like this topic when i would hear about it growing up i would kind of cringe a little bit i grew up in a non-denominational kind of a mutt of a christian we went to various different denominations the most frequent being non-denominational um but i feel like that's just a phrase that's thrown around so lightly and so flippantly is jesus loves you um and it's like okay yes but can we dive more into that rather than just letting that be like a a soundbite yeah and it's like such a true statement that we can't just toss it around and be like oh yep jesus loves me all right move on with my life like no jesus loves you that's huge. He died for you. And we have to like really dive into like what that means because it is the truth um, and the core of our of our faith. Yeah, like we're all people who are imperfect. Yeah. And I myself can get into a rut of being a bit of a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the biggest, I think, struggle for me when approaching Jesus and that topic of Jesus loves you, it's like, as a Catholic, we have so many beautiful gifts in the church of the sacraments. Um, One of the most important ones being reconciliation. Going to confession is amazing. Um, But for me, I sometimes get into this mindset of like, oh, I cannot pray until I go to confession or like I need to, you know, be perfect before I can approach him. But like we see that is so false, like in the scriptures, because there's so many broken people. And those are the people that he called and spent his time with. We are broken people, but thankfully, like, Jesus loves us, and he didn't leave us in this garden to despair and to just be trapped in this pit of sin, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it is, it's uncomfortable to admit that we're sinners. Like, I really hate admitting that I struggle with sin and that I'm a jerk sometimes, um, and now all of my teenagers know that I'm a jerk sometimes because I've been a jerk to them sometimes. So they're like, yeah, Katie, we know you're a sinner, right? Right. But I like to not be a sinner. You know, I like to think like, oh, Katie, you got it all together. But the reality of it is that I don't and that I'm a sinner. Um, and that's, a, that's a, a humbling thing to come to terms with, especially when you work for the church and you think that you should be perfect. And, you know, you worry that people are going to judge you even harder for not being perfect because you work for the church Mm. but the reality is is that um the lord is is strong in our weakness and he can actually do more with us in our imperfection than he could do with us if we were perfect um and it is in our weakness that we can form a relationship with him because if we were perfect and, and if we didn't sin like we wouldn't need him in the same way that we do need him because we sin, mm. right? It's good to need him. It it is it is a gift to need him. And it's and it's the reason why, you know, the church says, Oh, happy fault, you know, when we talk of Adam and Eve's sin. Like obviously sin is bad and it sucks and it's it hurts that we're separated from God in this lifetime. 
but they say, oh, happy fault, because it is because of that um, original sin that, that we got to have Jesus, right? And he got to come and and save us from our sins and, and die out of love for us to save us from our sin um, and to reconcile us to the Father. And so, oh, happy fault. <laughs> yeah, I think it's important when when talking about the fact, right, the gift that Jesus loves us to acknowledge what and how God loves us, like yeah. the practicals of it. Mm-hmm. One word that I've heard a lot since becoming Catholic is kerygma. Um, Katie, can you like define, like what is the kerygma and why is it important and how does it apply to us? Yeah, the kerygma is the basic message of of Christ's love and it's it's the basic good news of the gospel, right? It's basically four main parts, the charismatic message, which is um, we are created in union with God, sin separated us from God, Jesus died to save us from our sin, and then you pose the question of like, what are you going to do about it? Because we can't um, acknowledge that somebody literally died for us and then go about our day as if nothing has ever happened. Like that needs to change everything about our lives. And I think that's an important thing to touch on. The last thing that you said of the question of what are you going to do about it? Um, I'll just share a little bit about my my experience. Yeah, please do. Yeah, it was, I, so I grew up, like I talked about a little bit, um, in a non-denominational Christian household. Um, but we were very Christian by word, not by, by action, mm-hmm. by deed. Um, we very much like went to church twice a year, maybe at Christmas and Easter. Um, we didn't really live out the Christian life, but then I went to a Catholic high school and that was where I experienced the more foundational aspects of Christianity. Um, and I found so much beauty in the Catholic church because there was such order and structure and things just made sense. Like Jesus loves you and they actually backed it up. Like Jesus loves you and this is how, um, he loved you and he gave you salvation. He loves you and he gives you the gift of the church, the gift of himself. He gives us the sacraments. Yeah. Um, so for me, that question that you asked really is something that sticks with me of what am I going to do about it? Right. Yeah. We have this God who loves us so much that he wants to give us the gift of himself, the gift of his love. And like if someone is going to be that generous and that loving that forgiving, like, what am I going to do about it? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, that's a question you got to ask yourself. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. So I kind of want to pose that to everyone listening. Like, what are you going to do about it? Like, what what is something that you can practically do to fill in the blank? <laughs> I don't know. When you come face to face with the reality that somebody died for you, it has to affect your life. I often tell my students this example of, um, say you're fighting in a war um, or in a war-torn country and um, people are like shooting at you and you're you're trying to make it through and you are, you know, somebody lines up and, and aims a gun at you and they pull the trigger and at the last second, somebody jumps in front of you and they take the bullet for you and they die so that you can live. Um, if that happened to you, you would spend every single day for the rest of your life thinking about that person who sacrificed their life for you. You would do everything that you could to honor their memory, 
um, to live a good life in honor of them, um, to thank them, um, to pray for them, you know, whatever it is, fill in the blank, right? You would never forget that sacrifice. Mm. And yet that's exactly what Jesus did, right? Because sin separated us from God and we, um, we actually don't deserve to be in union with with God in heaven because of our sin. Like it separated us from God. Um, but he loves us so deeply and he is so merciful that he sent his son to take our place um, and to be the the sacrificial lamb that um, whose, whose blood cleanses us from our sins, right? He died in our place so that we might live. And we hear that and yet we still walk around as if it doesn't matter. Mm. And we don't spend every single moment of every single day thinking like, wow, somebody died for me. Like Jesus's crucifixion and death was not just some fairy tale story. It's an actual historical event. And Jesus is who he says he is because he proved himself over and over and over again. And he died out of love for me and for you. And yet I spend so much of my life brushing off that fact. Yeah. You know? I was picking up something from Facebook Marketplace the other day, and the woman I was picking it up from, her name is Dory. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is just such a strong, hilarious woman, um, very strong Christian woman. Mm-hmm. And she and I kind of got into a conversation about Christianity. And, you know, I had said that, oh, like, I'm Catholic. And she's like, oh, I'll still talk to you. It's fine. Um <laughs> So we kind of got into a, like, a healthy debate about Christianity and Catholicism. Yeah. <laughs> and it was all good. It was a good conversation. But something that she said um, is something that really stuck out to me. And it's, it kind of goes with what you're saying of how, like, everything that we do and say has to be in honor of God and in honor of his free sacrifice for us and love for us. Yeah. Um, like, she was giving an example of, like, even if I was just walking down the street and pass judgment on someone because of their shoes is what she said. She was yeah. like, oh, like, I don't like their shoes. Or like, I don't like, you know, even that, like, that is sinful. Yeah. You know, like, she was in a healthy way getting down to the nitty gritty of sin. And like, right, we're talking here about the kerygma, right? Mm-hmm. And sin is by its nature is something that divides us. Yeah. Sin is something that separates us from God. Um, and like, we want to get rid of every aspect of sin in our life. Yeah. And that's a way that we can honor God and his sacrifice for us. Something I think that's really important to note is who are we? Like, what are we? I feel like knowing that, knowing who you are and whose you are really helps you to flush out those things of how am I going to respond? Like what you are. Um, by nature of your baptism, you're a daughter or a son of God. Yep. And I mean, another cheesy thing that I've heard is, okay, if you're a daughter, if you're a son of God, what does that make you? Right. That a makes princess. you a princess or a prince or, <laughs> you know, royalty. Oh, and um, it makes me roll my eyes every time I hear it. But yet it's so but it, true. It's so true and beautiful. <laughs> and it's like, okay, if I'm going to be a son of God, if I'm going to be a son of the king, like I need to live my life in like manner yeah right i need to live my life in a like manner of that like i can't just forget i need to be truly letting it affect and change me 
Absolutely. And, um, and it's not that we're meant to be perfect, right? Because, um, well, I am, <laughs> you are, <laughs> Just Jeremy kidding. is actually perfect in case you didn't know. Yeah. Those of us but still, for those of you who struggle with being imperfect, those of this is for you. Yes. Those of us who have not ascended to a higher plane of being yet, we are still sinners and we are not perfect. Gosh, I feel bad for you guys. I know. But the reality of it is like, that's okay. Right. Because, um, the Lord has not asked us to be perfect in order to be in relationship with him um, because then none of us would be in relationship with him. I think often of the story of the prodigal son, um, when the prodigal son asked for his inheritance, um, it was akin in Jewish culture to saying, I wish you were dead, dad. Like he essentially wished that his father was dead and then took his money. Um, and he swindled it all on dumb stuff and he was starving and like drugs and drinking and prostitutes. Yeah. Dumb stuff. Um, and I just like want to like, just for a second, like this guy literally to his father. Yeah. I would prefer that you were dead that, but I would prefer to chase after meaningless things than yeah. to really love you. Like I would rather mm -hmm. waste my time yep. seeking after drugs and prostitutes and drinking and worldly things and worldly things like this guy was trying to fill his heart with these worldly things and i think that's something that we do so often Very and i'm, I'm so. curious like like for those of you listening like what are some of those things i want you to maybe pause the podcast right now and ask yourself like what am i trying to fill up my heart with um because there's a scripture that like I'm going to butcher it, but basically like where my treasure is. So will my heart be yeah. um, like, what are things that you treasure? What are things that you're sort of making your own idol, your own God out of? Um, I know for me, I'll share a little bit. Um, I, I really, like I said, at the beginning of the show, I really love Taylor Swift and I really love um, like media. Like I love music. Um, mm -hmm. I spend a lot of my time on TikTok, but like, those in and of itself aren't bad, but like, are you trying to be fulfilled by those things? I just want you to ask yourselves that question. What am I trying to be fulfilled by? Going back to the story of the prodigal son, he, um, the son decided to return to his father's house. He realized that he had spent all of his money on dumb stuff, on useless things, on worldly things, and he was literally starving. And so he went back to the father's house. And while he was still a far way off, his father saw him coming and ran out to him with open arms mm -hmm. and embraced him and um, never even asked the question of like, where have you been? Or why are you home? Or what have you done? Or how could you do that to me? He just said, like, in so many words, I love you. I'm so glad that you are back. And I think it's so important, um, listener, to know that that is exactly how the father looks at you when you return to him, no matter what you have filled your life with, no matter what um, worldly things you have focused on, no matter how far you have strayed from the Lord, the second that you turn back, the father looks at you, just love in his eyes, and he embraces you with open arms. And he doesn't ask, like, why did you do that? He just says, I'm so glad that you are back. And that is like what the merciful love of the father looks like. And that is what it means 
when we say that like Christ died for us and when we say that he forgives us, it is a deep, Mm -hmm. deep mercy. It's something that I pray that you can all experience in your life. You know, I'm 24 years old and I didn't even understand mercy really until this summer because my 17 year old high school boys showed me such mercy. Um, in, in a particular instance, I had, um, we were at summer camp and I had yelled at a couple of the boys cause they were up past their bedtime. Um, and I like, I was a jerk about it. I admit it. <laughs> um, I was not nice. And I realized I had to go back and apologize cause I had not been kind. And I, and I knocked on their door and I asked those boys to come out. And I basically just said like, I'm really sorry. I was not kind. I was stressed and frustrated about other things and I took it out on you and I'm really sorry. And they just looked at me with such like compassion and they said, we forgive you, Katie. We love you. And they like gave me a hug and they said, what was going on? Like, could we help? Could we do anything to make the stress go away? And then they offered me a couple handfuls of popcorn and and it was the compassion of high school boys yeah honestly but it was it was honestly the most profound moment of the summer for me um because i realized that that is exactly how the father looks at us um in his compassion and in his Mm. mercy like there's no like yeah you were a jerk or why would you do that but just like we understand we love you we forgive you have some popcorn And that's like totally how the father looks at this. Praise God that we have a father who loves us and who doesn't look at us based off of what we've done wrong or even what we've done well. Like he sees us as so much more than that. So we're nearing the end of our time together today. And I really just want to challenge you, listener, um, wherever you're at, to ask yourselves these questions, right? Think about the kerygma. Right? God created us to live in union with him. Sin separated us from him and from his abundant love. But Jesus, in his infinite love for us, chose to come back as a human and die for us. So what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some reflection questions that might um, help you through um, this process and through um, your week that might be helpful for you to pray about and reflect on. Um like Jeremy had said earlier, like, what are you filling your time with? What is, what might be separating you from the father? Um, and then I'd also encourage you to ask yourself, when was a time that I've experienced mercy in my life? Maybe it was through reconciliation. Maybe it was through a family member. Maybe it was through a friend. Um, but ask yourself that question of like, where have I seen mercy in my life? And then lastly, like Jeremy said, what am I going to do about this? What am I going to do this week to take a step closer to the Lord? Because um, if we aren't asking ourselves that question every single day, um, then I would say that we're falling short of our um, mission to be disciples of Christ. So what can I do today to draw closer to the Lord? Kitty, what are maybe some some songs that you are praying with currently or some worship songs that you think could be of use to people or people should just listen to. Okay. So this is really funny because again, um, going back to the beginning of the episode when I talked about um, country music, um, there is this song by Cody Johnson. It's called by your grace. And I don't know if it's like tech, it's not really technically a worship song or anything, but it is a Christian song. And it is just, 
so beautiful and it actually really relates to this message of the basic kerygma like um lord i'm aware of everything that's wrong with me but still you accept me anyway um just it's it's honestly really beautiful and it's had me crying in my car a couple times on the way to work so (laughs) highly recommend that one (laughs) i think a song for me that i've been listening to a lot on repeat um in my prayer time is living god by red rocks worship i don't know if you've heard that one but that one is just very good okay and i love it thank you for joining us for this episode of the flip side um we hope that we were able to share with you the reality that christ loves you that he dies he died for you and he is just so ready to be in relationship with you no matter where you've been or what you've done in your life uh so we are please know that we are praying for you um that we are rooting for you on this walk towards christ and we are we are here to help in whatever way we can I I think we're done. I think we're done. Thank you guys for listening. Again, my name is Jeremy. My name is Katie. And we'll catch you on the flip side. side.